Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode. I got a great interview with attorney Drew Kapnick, and we're going to dive into all things uh, relationship building, managing cases. And, you know, we're not going to make it state-based. Uh, Drew is, is local here to South Florida. He's uh, now a friend of mine, and he's just someone that's really built a great firm quickly and someone that I really like to uh, bounce ideas off of and wanted to share some of his ideas on how he got started quickly, how he's done such a great job of building relationships, uh, some of the things that he does to, to actually cultivate relationships. So a question I get a lot from chiropractors is, okay, it's one thing to meet someone, but how do I actually cultivate that relationship into maybe a referral partnership? And we talk about that. And then we really do dive into case management. Like what are attorneys looking for from chiropractors when you're working together on a case? And we dive into that. Again, it's not Florida specific. It's, it's just going to be general, but very helpful. And what he looks for uh, from chiropractors to say, okay, this chiropractor really knows what they're doing and, and I'm going to feel comfortable working with them. And so we talk about that in this episode. Really good episode. Drew's got a lot of great insights on it. It's someone that's done a great job in a short period of time of building a lot of relationships that are actually fruitful and you know, deep relationships, not just surface level stuff. And so I'm excited to have him on the show today. Before we dive into that, I want to make mention, I'm excited for my next uh, public speaking event. I, had, I just got back from MPI Sports Summit and that was amazing. Uh, just a great time. Enjoyed speaking, enjoyed actually getting my hands dirty there in the workshop uh, on all things spine. And that was really cool to, to connect and do that. And I'm looking forward to it again, May 6th in Washington, D.C., with Jay Greenstein's event, and that is your business adjustment summit uh, for entrepreneur chiropractors looking to exponentially level up their business. It's a Saturday, May 6th. There is a Friday reception at night, and there is a dinner available on the Saturday night with everybody. And I'm excited for this lineup. It's going to be Jay himself. He's going to be talking about leadership. Uh, I'll be speaking on marketing and really uh, marketing throughout the entire patient life cycle, like actual learn how to do some really good marketing with that. I'm going to dive into for 90 minutes. Then we got Joey Coleman actually coming and uh, talking about the patient experience. If, if you're not familiar with Joey, he's written the book on the customer experience and he knows a lot about chiropractic and works with chiropractors. So he's able to tweak it to say the patient experience. And if you haven't heard him speak before, you actually can go to episode 235. He was on our podcast and that was called Never Lose a Patient Again. The name of his book was Never Lose a Customer Again. But he's just a wealth of knowledge and really excited to have him come speak on patients. And then we have Christy Hudson of Cairo Health USA talking about technology. And we also have Brad Cost, who is talking about revenue and the three secrets to stop losing money in your practice. He knows everything about numbers and data and the finances of practice, and he's going to really dive into that. So I'm excited uh, for this lineup. It's going to be just really a lot of stuff you can apply. It's not going to be theory. It's going to be applicable. And so check us out. Register at bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash biz, B-I-Z adjustment. And sign up. Enjoy it. We're going to have a lot of cool things. We'll be accessible and trying to help out chiropractors grow their practice. All right. Without further ado, here is my episode with Drew Kapnick. 
All right. Welcome to the show, Drew. I really appreciate your time today. Before we dive into our topic, tell us a little bit about yourself personally and professionally, and then we'll go from there. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. And I am a personal injury lawyer in South Florida. I practice all over the state, as well as in some other states, New York, New Jersey, D.C., Maryland. Uh, I'm originally from New Jersey, came down to South Florida via University of Miami and uh, loved it so much down here in the, the sunny weather. I stayed down here for law school and uh, met you shortly thereafter. So that's kind of my story and got my law firm going now. We're in uh, Boca Raton, downtown by uh, Meisner Park. So if anybody needs a good lawyer in the area, just let me know. Drew Kapnick. <laughs> yeah, always <laughs> always on uh, on point with that. And so one of the things I wanted to dive in, I wanted to have you on the podcast because you know, you are on the younger side of building a business and building, uh, you know, a, a reputation area, uh, getting to know a lot of people. And, you know, it's, it's just interesting to see that. And I know we're going to dive into some topics that um, aren't just state-based like Florida, because obviously personal injury can be uh, pretty right. state-based, but we're going to dive into topics that are going to help all chiropractors, no matter where they're at. And one of the things was like interesting how we did meet and it was you know, a lot of uh, chiropractors I talk to are always unsure of how to start meeting people and getting to know people. And, uh, you know, one of the ways is kind of how we met. I know it was like a third party. It was someone that um, I, it was a patient of mine. I had a relationship with, with him outside of just patient care where there was a connection through some of the sports stuff we were doing in our practice. And then your, the office you were at before happened to be right next to him. And he just said, Hey, you got to meet this guy, Drew. And so we kind of texted and that was probably what, five or six years ago now? Yeah, maybe, maybe longer than that. Yeah. Maybe like seven years or something. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and then I meet a lot of people, but it doesn't always pan out, but then sometimes it does. And you build a really good, um, you know, professional relationship. And even, you know, I would consider you a friend at this point. Yeah. And so, you know, to meet people, you can definitely leverage existing contacts you have or you know just get out there and, and and do a lot of things and so one of the things i actually wanted to jump right out of the gates with because uh you know you are newer to this in the grand scheme of things you know you're, you're you've been doing this for uh, six or seven years now but it's still early on and you're in your 30s um what has been some of the things that you've done because you've done such a good job of getting out and, and a lot of people know you in the area and i think that really translates to chiropractors as well so what are some of the things you've done to to actually do that to get to know a lot of people meet a lot of people be pretty well known in the area in such a short time yeah and i, I appreciate you recognizing that because that's definitely been uh, a goal of mine is to just get my name out there uh meet as many people as i can press as many palms as you can you know that just increases your chances to you know get more clients and patients and for what we do as doctors and lawyers, you know, fortunately, everybody needs our services at one point or another. Um, you know, unfortunately, also, when people do need our services, they're hurt or, you know, they're in pain or they're not feeling well. So it's not something that you want to be like, I guess, shoving down people's throats like, hey, you need to call me or you need to come, you know, see me. But, you know, you want to let them know that you are there in case they do need you. Um, and it's really just recency, you know, staying in people's minds, uh, whether it be a cool Facebook post here and there, Hey, this mm -hmm. is a picture of me out fishing with my dad or with my family. And 
I think people really, um, you know, relate to that and they, they trust that and they, you know, see you as a, a good member of the community. And, you know, is again, to touch on what you said about, you know, how not every, you know, relationship that you might foster sticks because, you know, now you and I have developed more of this friendship. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, you're going to meet a lot of people and you're not going to get along the same way with every single person. And you're not going to do the same amount of business with every single person that you meet. But, uh, yeah, those people that you do meet and you do find those common denominators with, whether it's, you know, trust or just having things in common about what you like to do in your free time or, you know, how you came up business wise and, you know, starting your businesses at the same time, stuff like that. Um, you know, you just hang on to those things and you continue to just touch base with those people. I remember, you know, once you and I started talk, cause I wanted to be in, in the sports business. And I think that's yeah. initially how we connected, uh, cause Sid back to, you know, the person that you were saying connected us. He, uh, he knew that I was into sports because my law firm was right next to his, uh, office back in Del Rey. And he was like, oh, you got to meet my guy, Kevin. He works out with all the NFL guys. And, you know, we just continued to follow up you and I, after we met the first time and you brought me to some of the, uh, the sessions that you were doing with the athletes and some of your patients. And I think that was really cool for me to see that. And, you know, it gave me more of a behind the scenes as to who you are as a person and how you help people. And, you know, seeing what you do like that really made me say, okay, you know, now I can tell my clients about what Kevin does and you know, just continuing to spend time with people and, you know, lawyers and chiropractors just develop those genuine bonds. I think that's important. Yeah. And I wanted to touch on something because one of the pain points that a lot of chiropractors talk to me about is they may meet somebody, right? Like they may go out and they start meeting people and they always ask like, how do I cultivate that relationship further? Like how often do I touch base with them? How do I go from, okay, I met you once to now we, you know, refer back and forth, whether it's an attorney or it's an, an uh, you know, it could be a fitness trainer, it could be a golf professional. I mean, there's a lot of different types of people, but you've been good at cultivating relationships. And so what are some of your thoughts on how you've gone from, okay, we've had one meeting together to someone that we now trust to kind of refer back and forth? Uh, any, any insights on that? I know it's a, a loaded question, but it's something that a lot of chiropractors ask me about. Yeah. And, um, you know, you and I have had a lot of history together, you know, personally, professionally. So, you know, I am able to kind of peel back the layers on this a little bit. And, uh, you know, I think at first, after you first meet somebody, it's a lot of, uh, yeah, touching base, you know, whether it be once a month or after you have that initial meeting, you know, get their business card, send a follow-up email. Hey, you know, it was great to have coffee with you. Or, you know, if you want to stop by my office next week, this is my address. And, you know, invite people to come see what you do. Like I said, um, I also am a big believer in, uh, just like journaling, like a networking notebook, keep a list of everybody who you spoke to that day, whether it's three or four or five names, just write them down, uh, put their phone number, their email. And I think it, you know, helps with organization to see, okay, I met these people last week. This is what I learned from them. I'm going to shoot them emails next week and just follow up. And, you know, I think keeping in contact, like I said, uh, in the beginning that, that recency just being in people's minds makes them think, okay, then if they have a friend that got hurt, they're going to call you 
that's going to be the next phone call because you were the last person that, you know, touched base with them, called them, see how they're doing, whether it's, hey, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas. You know, I think it's important to just continually touch base and, you know, everybody will have their, you know, intervals that they think is proper, you know, whether it's a week, a month, six months, whatever. But, you know, it's important to just, you know, connect, reconnect with people and uh, show them that you you want to have that relationship and, you know, not necessarily just about business, but that you gen genuinely want to get to know this person. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, you know, getting business cards, handing out business cards, mm -hmm. keeping track, you know, by having a journal or a diary, something like that. Yeah, I like that. And I know, you know, I think a couple things on my mind from what you said is, uh, you know, sometimes it's not about business, right? Like I know you and I grab coffee every so often, you know, you, yeah. Jesse and myself, we went and grabbed drinks and dinner a couple weeks ago at that cool whiskey bar. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes just like, you know, have, have a good time. So it doesn't always have to be about business. And then I think another thing is I always think about like, how can I be useful to that person versus how can that person be useful to me? Uh, I probably understand that, but like, how can I be useful to them and, and help them out, you know, wherever it may be. Right. So that's something that I try to do as well. Yeah. I think no matter where you are in the country or the world, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, you can uh, offer a service to people that they might not immediately need, like while you're sitting there having that coffee with them. But you just want to let them know, hey, I'm here for you in case anything does happen. And you just continue to just check in with them. Let them know that you care, that you're genuine. And, you know, that that really does go a long way. You know, when you when you put that kind of stuff out there into the the universe, so to speak, it, it definitely comes back to you. OK, perfect. So that's kind of some ideas on cultivating the relationship further. How have you seen or, or how do you recommend chiropractors? So like put yourself in the shoes. Obviously, you've met with plenty of chiropractors before, but how, do, what would you recommend to the chiropractor on actually establishing that, that relationship with the personal injury attorney, like from the get-go, like what are some of the things that, you know, you've done, or you've seen other chiropractors do that have really helped to, to kind of get the awareness around that, you know, I'm a good chiropractor, you know, I'm going to be uh, an advocate for that patient, but what are some of the things that you've seen? Yeah. Uh, you know, again, like you did with me when we first met, which, um, you know, was uh, really, you know, just speaks leaps and bounds about the kind of person that you are. You're very uh, inviting and you invited me to your office and to your uh, symposiums and your training sessions and everything to see in person what you were doing. And I think, you know, if you can invite, uh, you know, if chiropractors can invite lawyers to things like that and they can, you know, witness what the chiropractors actually doing with patients and see the treatment firsthand, uh, come into the office, maybe even test out a couple things. I remember one time, you, you know, let me test out the cryo machine. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty fun. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, stuff like that, I think really, you know, I'm a big believer also in the, uh, I guess, uh, visual learning. So if I can see stuff in person, it's better than you know, kind of just talking about it over coffee or at uh, lunch or something. And then, uh, I think also just, um, I mean, it's, it's kind of ironic how this happened, you know, but, uh, I, I was actually one of your patients. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, me being a patient of yours, uh, after I got into an accident on my own, 
and just uh, being vested in the process, your uh, philosophies and your MO. Um, I mean, I was facing surgery, I remember on my shoulder, and uh, I worked with you and your guys for a few months, and I was able to avoid that, you know, so I'm still grateful for that today. And just being part of that process, uh, you know, I bought in, so to speak, I was, you know, and then I, th I kind of think our business together really took off after that, too, because I was like, able to then share my story with my clients and say, Hey, look, this was my doctor. When I got into an accident, I've been in your position. I've done the treatment routines, uh, that Dr. Christie is going to recommend. And it's brought me, you know, across the finish line, both physically and helped my case and all this stuff. So, you know, I think that that's important too, to, to see things, uh, firsthand and see what people are doing. So if you've got a cool new machine in your office, or if you've got you know, something that you think sets you apart from other doctors, I invite your lawyer buddies in to check it out and try it out. And, you know, I guarantee you that you're going to be like very first on their mind when they get that call, you know, the next day for a new client that comes. And so I think yeah. that's important. And I think, you know, a lot of our audience, uh, you know, chiropractors, they, they do a unique type of service. And one of the things that we always try to do, because, you know, we are more sports chiropractic. We, we've got a nice office. We are certified in certain techniques that are great for, you know, say whiplash and <clears throat> other injuries and, and we can rehab shoulders like yours and all that. So I wanted to, I always wanted to position ourselves as that because it is a little bit different than a lot of say the personal injury chiropractors, at least in our area. Um, and, and, you know, the chiropractors out there is, is position yourself as that unique option, right? Yeah. And then spotlight that. And, and obviously uh, if you can get the attorney to, to come to your office, do a tour of the office, meet your team. Most likely the chiropractors listening have a, a, a nice office, a much friendlier team than a lot of other types of doctors have some unique services that are a, an alternative to the traditional. And so it, it can be something that can definitely separate yourself. And that was something I always try to do, whether I'm meeting with a, a tennis professional or a, a medical doctor or a personal injury attorney, like I want them to see like, oh, this is what we do. This is what, we, you know, cause they probably have, honestly, and you know, this, like they probably have a preconceived notion of what a chiropractor is. And sometimes it's not great. Right. And so you want to definitely. Well, personal um, injury lawyers probably have that notion too. Yeah, they do. I, I, we kind of have to deal with that. And so most of us who are on the up and up and have a, a great offering, we can kind of counter out counteract that a little bit show like look this is who we, this is how we are this is who we are yeah. we're different than that and well, give and a different I, perception yeah. of it yeah it goes to you know back to what we were saying earlier our services are not something that are like you know you want to market um you know in glitter and gold to everybody because usually when people need our services they're they're hurt they're upset they're depressed they're scared they're nervous um so when we are you know essentially pitching what we can do, we have to be careful about not being too aggressive, not stepping on people's toes, you know, let it being more inviting and welcoming and saying, Hey, look, you know, this is what we're going to do for you. Um, appoint them to past clients who have been with you, testimonials, things like that. And I know I can do that for you. Um, right off the bat when I'm speaking to clients, Hey, you should call Kevin because I've actually been one of his patients. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think also, uh, another thing that, uh, you know, doctors and lawyers can do to um, establish relationships with each other is just identify with 
people that you have more things in common with. I mean, I think that, you know, we're kind of similar in age. We both like sports. Um, for me, when I came into your office and I saw all the jerseys hanging on the wall signed by your uh, past clients, players, stuff like that, that was cool for me. And I have a lot of clients that can relate to that, you know, as opposed to, you know, some, you know, stuffy older lawyer, maybe your doctor who might not be, uh, you know, in your time or your uh, essentially, I guess, age range of who your clients are. You know, for example, I'm not going to go market to some chiropractor who's like, you know, older and maybe, you know, retiring soon. I want to be with somebody like you who I can, you know, keep in touch with the times and the the laws and the practices and all that kind of stuff with. And that's why I think sometimes those young professional groups are so good. I'm not sure if you've ever been part of one of those or, or not, but, um, you know, I know when I started really networking a lot, when I was 28, 29, there's still certain people that I know to this day from that. And we just kind of came up the ranks, whether it was other doctors, like I'm friends with an orthopedic surgeon now who I've known for a long time, younger guy, obviously you like, so you, those, some of those young professional things can be great. And you know, you, as, as the audience listening, you might be in an area that doesn't have a young professionals group and you could start that, right? Like I, one of the things I've always respected was, um, my mentor, Dr. Andy Wasserman, who, um, who I've talked about before on here, but he, I remember when I worked for him back in 05, 06, 07, he, I think years prior had started a, his own networking group in, in the town. It, it was his own, you know, thing that, that he coordinated and, and ran and it was very fruitful. So if you're a younger DC out there in a town that doesn't have anything for young professionals, start a group, you know, and see what you can do with that. That could be something that could help cultivate relationships. And All right, let's go ahead. I was going to say, just going with the theme of your podcast, you know, modern chiropractic marketing, it's always good to align and identify with people who are, you know, doing the same type of or servicing the same type of demographic, essentially, that you are. So, you know, you wouldn't want to spin your wheels, wasting your time trying to get business from a lawyer whose clients are maybe all geriatric, if that's not, you know, specific to what your uh, chiropractic practice is. You know, I know for you, it's it's modern, it's sports, um, you know, it's it's new medicine. So, you know, I know that my younger clients, for example, which I, you know, have a lot of, they they love going to your office. All right, Docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors, and you can sign up for that at bit.ly bit.ly slash propel mcm that is bit.ly bit.ly propel mcm modern chiropractic marketing right and so check out that link and we're going to have you go over five seo secrets to owning the first page of google uh, without buying ads and darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propel MCM for the one hour free workshop. Cool. Awesome. Um, let's segue into our last topic. It's a little bit of a meaty topic for sure, but um, 
you know, what do attorneys really look for from chiropractors to, to make your life easier as the attorney, to make the patient's life easier? And, you know, there's a lot of moving parts to a legal case. So what are some of the things? Because I'm sure you've run into some nightmares, but um, what, what, what would you recommend uh, to the chiropractor? I'm, to really I'm with your office. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We try yeah. We definitely try to. So, you know, we've made mistakes for sure over the, over the years, but we really try to lock that in. But what are some of the things you really look for to make your life easier? Well, again, you know, I think it's, um, I appreciate guys like you who I know that I can call you on a Saturday and you're going to pick up and you're going to, you know, get the intake going for a new client. And I know that, you know, now I've established a relationship with you where I essentially have like a bat phone into your, you're on my speed dial. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It's the, it's that genuine trust, um, genuine relationships, you know, just the stuff that we've developed behind the scenes that leads to that trust, you know, when we're, so to speak, in between the lines of our playing field, which is the chiropractor's office or the lawyer's office. So I know that based on everything that we've done together, whether personal or business, I can trust you to take good care of my clients. So, you know, that's first and foremost, and then obviously the good notes, um, just organized notes, uh, timely reports, you know, not having to hound a doctor's office for a month. Hey, you know, where's the report? You, you guys always get the reports, uh, back to my office from a client or a patient rather, you know, within days, hours, even of that uh, client being seen by you guys. So we do appreciate that. Um, because you understand that, you know, the business of the lawyer doctor relationship and that case that's involved. Um, you know, there's deadlines, there's statutes, there's uh, insurance claims, things that need to be met. So sometimes, you know, the lawyers do need to get those documents to the insurance companies within a certain time frame so that we can get everybody paid, the doctors, the lawyers, the clients. So, you know, that's very important not to let that kind of stuff go stale. Um, I also think that the quarterbacking of the case, you know, just to use a sports term, uh, is something that I really look for in a chiropractor as a personal injury lawyer, somebody that does have those relationships, like you said, with other doctors in the community, whether it's, you know, uh, surgeons or just MRI facilities, uh, pain management, I can trust that when I give a client to you initially, you're going to direct them in the right way, whether they need diagnostic testing, whether they have a headache and they need to go see a neurologist. Uh, whether they're just having that, you know, nagging injury that you think might need surgery and they need to see a surgeon that you can go direct them and then, you know, be the gatekeeper of the case, so to speak, um, catching those uh, key diagnoses early on in the treatment. You know, we look to your office to put that stuff in the notes. Uh, if a client has a head injury or something like that, you know, that needs to be noted uh very early on and not uh, left, you know, months later for uh, like an orthopedic to get it. So, you know, I think the chiropractor just being on top of it early, um, just being very thorough with the notes, you know, ha have a good note taking system, make it something easy to read. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know why some of these doctors still do the chicken scratch thing. I mean, if you do <laughs> it, if you do it, it works for you. That's great. But it's it's definitely not easy for the lawyers and the insurance companies to uh, decipher. So if you are one of those doctors and you're getting some, I don't know, like delays on getting your cases settled, you know, that, that could be a reason. Maybe you need to switch over to a more uh, modern note-taking system because 
you know, I think what um, hits the the bells, so to speak, on some of these cases is, like I said, just having those key diagnostic codes in the records, um, identifying uh, uh, significant injuries that you determine may, you know, be catastrophic down the line and just kind of making sure that the client has that uh, that good roadmap going forward. Yeah, and I want to uh, spotlight a few things and kind of touch on what you said. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I think the chiropractor needs to really understand the state or your country's uh, rules and regulations and laws around the PI. You know, like Florida, we're in, is, got, is really complicated um, and it's changing. <laughs> there's legislation right now um, that's, that's going through potentially, but you got to know there's like a lot of little things that you want to understand about it, right? Like in Florida, there's a, you know, a weird thing now where, and it's been for quite a few years now, but the $10,000 in PIP insurance coverage is only there if they see a medical provider or a chiropractor in 14 days, right? And you got to, like, that's something we have to know, right? And like, if that patient calls us and it's the 12th day, we, we really try to get them in before that 14 day. And that, that helps everybody, right? Um, obviously that's a unique situation, but the moral of the story is, is know those little nuances within your particular regulations and laws and, and really have an understanding of that. So you don't miss those things. I think a second thing is understanding that these are legal cases. It's going to be a little bit different than your non-legal cases. Like you could have two patients, all things being equal. One's a auto accident and one's a sports injury. There's just going to be a little bit different processes. Like you're going to have to understand there's a legal case going on. So the documentation has to be on point. There's probably gonna have to be a referral to a specialist. There's probably gonna have to be imaging. Like there's just some things that you have to consider that's different because of the, of the legal. And then third, one of the things we've done to really help with all these things is we developed like a patient tracking sheet where we, we track all those things. Like, okay, what orthopedist did we send to? What imaging did they have? Who's the attorney? What's the claim number? Like, like all the things that you would want is there so that if we need to access it as the doctor or if the attorney's asking or whatever, Kayla at our front can just access it and get that information right away. And so we didn't do that up until like four or five years ago. And it was just always like trying to, you know, treasure hunt for the piece of information we were looking for. And we found that being able to really manage that, like you said, this is part of quarterbacking has really yeah. made everybody's life easier. Yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, like medical timelines and stuff. And yeah, I mean, and you know, again, I know obviously clients are coming to you to try to avoid surgery. Uh, but yeah, the, the case in a legal context almost needs to read like a novel. You know, you have this client who was innocently driving down the road. All of a sudden they get creamed by this at fault driver. You know, their, their job is at stake. Their medical bills are piling up. You know, this is what do they do? The next step is they go see their, their local go-to spine physician who's going to quarterback things for them and, you know, keep them in good hands. That's you. Um, and obviously we try to avoid, you know, having them go to the extreme treatment measures, but in the context of that legal story, um, yes, you know, you want to get that imaging so that you can see exactly what you're working on, uh, to benefit you and to benefit the patient. And uh, if they're complaining of unresolved, you know, issues, whether it's uh, ridiculous, uh, involving nerve pain, things like that, that they go see the proper doctors after that. It just 
you know, kind of uh, brings everything full circle. And yeah, you need to be cognizant of that um, as the quarterback of the case so that things don't get stagnant or stale. Um, and also it's important to, uh, you know, just make sure that you're continually engaging the client. Some of these clients are young kids, you know, they don't keep track of time or schedule, stuff like that. So, you know, having those organized systems in place uh, definitely, definitely help. Perfect. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, again, it's a legal case and you got to almost understand that you have to prepare for it like it's going to go to court. Right. Right. Um, Your notes are evidence. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 um, I think that's something we forget as, as, as doctors is that you got to treat this legal case as if it was going to go to court. There's a good chance it's not, but as if it was your notes, like that's why imaging is important because, you know, just what you you know, palpated as a chiropractor isn't going to hold up fully in court right. if there's not advanced imaging. And, you know, I think collaborating with the other providers is important on our end. Yeah. If they end up at the neurosurgeon's office and they got the imaging and the neuro is recommending something, I don't step on the neuro's toes, right? Like I've, okay, I'm quarterbacking this thing, but now this particular aspect of it's in that specialist's hands and you know, and there's going to be communication between us and there's going to be communication between you and us. Like there's, it's just a, you know, it becomes a, a team effort. And I, I kind of like that about it, right? It, it can be sometimes frustrating if one of the medical providers or imaging centers is dragging her feet on stuff. I, we all have seen that, but I, I like the collaboration aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. And, and yes, when, when you take on that legal case and you decide to open up your practice to personal injury cases or working with lawyers, uh, yeah, then you almost have to step into the, uh, the Superman phone booth, so to speak, when you're bringing in that legal client and you have to sit down with that client, um, and almost think in your head, okay, I have to treat this client and almost prepare for what if I get my deposition taken on this case and asked about this client's care and treatment and the necessity of treatment and the necessity of, you know, the referrals and the bills and all that stuff. So you definitely uh, need to kind of have that uh, approach when you're bringing on those cases. And I remember even when we first met, you know, you were kind of new with getting into the PI stuff or you were trying to expand that part of your practice. And yeah, I mean, you know, that's another good reason to just be friends with lawyers too. I mean, if, cause if you do get called for a deposition, reach out to your lawyer buddy. Hey, what kind of questions are they going to ask me? You know, what can I expect? You know, what, what kind of questions have you seen in the past? Um, and it's a really good way to kind of just have that you know, seamless uh, confidence throughout your practice and know that whatever you do, um, you're going to be able to back up and you're going to, you know, have the support of, of and when other lawyers see that, they're going to want to send uh, their clients to you and clients who have seen you before are going to want to send their family members and friends to you. And, you know, the, the more that you uh, kind of just refine yourself and, you know, prepare for that kind of stuff, it's, it's all going to come back to you at the end of the day, you're going to get uh, you know, good reviews, you're going to get more clients, your reputation is going to be enhanced. It's you know, all hand in hand. Yeah. And one thing, like you said, you know, when we try to improve our quality of personal injury, you know, care and, and management, one of the things I did do to help cultivate relationships was like, ask some attorneys, like, what's the story behind this 14 day rule? Or like, you know, or even ask them like, how can I make your life easier? Like really use them as experts in that and, and, and learn from it. 
and they'll appreciate your um, kind of open-mindedness to getting better at quarterbacking these cases and being a, a valuable asset to not only your client, but obviously you as the attorney. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Drew, I really want to appreciate your time today. This was awesome. This was insightful. Um, I think one of, the, like, one of the things I really wanted to get out of this for my, for my audience was definitely how um, you, know, you can go at this the right way, build great, solid relationships, and you can quickly position yourself as an expert in whatever field um, in your community to, to really be a, a go-to and, and just do it the right way and start to know and get to know people and cultivate those relationships. And a lot of things will, will come your way. So thank you. Yeah. I, th I think most of the people listening to this podcast are not only doctors or lawyers per se, but we're also entrepreneurs and it's important to wear both of those hats and, you know, be, be diligent with your note taking and your practicing skills, but also be personable and get out there in the community and, you know, meet new people and, and foster those relationships. It's important to do both. Absolutely. Thanks, Kendra. Thanks a lot, Kev. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you want to make the shift from busy, broke, and broken to time-free and cash-confident, or you just want to continue with the exponential growth, check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Look at the MCM Mastery tab, watch the short video on there, and check out what we are doing now for evidence-informed chiropractors. We are equal parts coaching and marketing done for you. Yes, you shoot some videos. We help you with campaign strategies and ideas and really become a thought leader in your community. You shoot those videos, you send them to us. We produce, edit, and brand them to you. Then we distribute them through all of your channels. We also take them and we turn it into one good blog per month. And every other month, we have Darcy Sullivan producing a robust blog with a topic that you pick from her database to help with your SEO. So we essentially become your content marketing agency to make sure your practice is always having ethical, elegant content marketing to help grow your practice. On the coaching side, we also help you with everything from marketing ideas to business, communications, finances, anything practice growth and really try to help prevent you from being stuck on that island. And we hold you accountable. We have a great group of doctors that are just doing amazing things. And we look forward to help you out to take that next step in your practice. So again, check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com and learn more.